to Freshly Forever, a podcast that gives you fascinating insights week after week. Here's your host, Vai Kumar. Hey folks, welcome to another episode on podcast Freshly Forever. Today I have the pleasure of talking to Dia Nath. She's a published author, researcher, innovator, entrepreneur, Hindustani classical vocalist, and a violinist. She's a proponent of community leading a holistic life through self-healing. Her Discord server Speak, which is support positivity, equality, acceptance, and kindness, motivates people to express their feelings, and she guides them to realize their inner calm and self. She is also the innovator of a line of flavonoids, superfoods called Oxyblast. It's with Great joy that I welcome Dia to the show. Hey, Dia, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You are a health advocate, author, researcher, and a spokesperson for equality and acceptance. Tell us about why you felt the need to motivate young people to eat healthy. Well, everywhere around me, I see people getting more into um, into helping themselves And I also see people going through lots of difficulties in their lives, especially with um, things going on in social media, as well as um, things just going on in their lives. And I felt like a lot of people didn't feel like they had the proper resources to get um, to vent out their frustrations or talk about their problems. So I, I um, one night I was, thinking about that. And I was thinking about the people who didn't have that type of resource mm-hmm. or that type of shoulder to cry on, you know? So I, I wanted to, I wanted to make something so that that, so that my, um, so that that could be their resource. And mm-hmm. um, so therefore I became an advocate for mental health and eating healthy because that really impacts your lifestyle and your body and um, I actually made a Discord server called Speak, Speak, so S-P-E-A-K, Support, Positivity, Equity, Acceptance, Slash Assistance, and Kindness mm-hmm. server. So Excellent. So I, it's not very big right now. I need to promote it more. I, go, it's going through a series of changes right now where I'm adding more features and fun games to the server. But after that, I'll start promoting it and hopefully it'll start growing. So um, it's it's just a place for people to talk about themselves and their opinions without judgment, because I know judgment can mm-hmm. really play into someone's mental health. And people really don't want to be judged when they're talking about their own feelings. They want people to see their perspective and being judged is not the best. It doesn't feel great. So I thought the speak server would be really good for people who don't want judgment when they want to talk about themselves. So um, that's kind of how I became a mental health advocate um, for teens as well, because life is life is very difficult and we need um, sometimes we do need help. Sometimes we do need the resources. So I think presenting mm-hmm. that resource is really great. Oh, phenomenal. Whatever you said that Dia makes me want to ask this question. Why do you think it's important for anyone to speak their mind? What do you think is currently the constraint or what's holding people back? I think a lot 
um, a lot has to do with um, not um, like being misinterpreted. If you don't speak your mind, you're misinterpreted. Um, people, um, I guess, mistreat you and they misunderstand you. If you say if you say something that's not in your heart, then they will get a specific image mm -hmm. of you that you didn't want to portray. Like, like, let's just say if you if you didn't like a food, but you said you liked it, then there's then they're going to keep mm -hmm. giving that food to you. And you even if you don't like it, so they'll misunderstand. And that can often result in frustration and also um, depression, even because you're you're not understood. And um, I think the problem with people um, um, feeling discouraged to speak their mind is either not wanting to hurt the other person's feelings or um, mm -hmm. disrespect. So they don't, they don't want to disrespect that person. Like even if the truth hurts, it's better to speak the truth than lie and hurt yourself. I think with that, it's, it's much more important to think about how you feel instead of thinking about how they might feel because okay. thinking about them first might hurt you. Yeah, well said. Uh, so right there, you know, yeah, speaking anyone's mind, um, I'm sure, you know, helps achieve more clarity. You also um, advocate big time for inner calm and peaceful self. So how do you think one can achieve that? So not only just putting the blame or your problems on others, but thinking about yourself, because in, because no matter where you go, you're the only person who's constant in your environment. So it's yourself who it's it's yourself who you have to um, think about and critique. What can I what can I change about myself that will make me more calm? And also practicing self care, things like meditation and breathing breathing techniques can be really calming for the mind. And I think um, practice um, putting that into practice in your lifestyle is very beneficial. Mm -hmm. And just focusing on yourself taking care of yourself, don't oh, not overworking yourself. Those things are really great for um, achieving inner calm. And I think taking um, all parts of your life into consideration. Mm -hmm. So your eating diet, your activity, physical activity, emotions, what else relate your relationships with the outer world, your actions, um, what you what what you say and mm -hmm. think your emotions. So I think Considering those as well and seeing what you can improve about them is really great too. So, okay. Do you think uh, youth are receptive when you try propagating this messaging? What is the response do you normally see? I see a lot of people agreeing with me. Mm -hmm. um, I see many, many of my friends. Re um, I see many of my friends advocating online on social media for taking care of yourself or conquering your issues. But they also, they also like. So they see the importance of it. Yes, they see the importance of it, and they they try to give it representation, mm -hmm. and and um, they try to spread the word out about those types of facts. So mm -hmm. I right now I saw on social media the disadvantages of social media of using so much social media for teens, and mm -hmm. I thought I thought that was a really important message because there are lots of controversial posts nowadays. And I think it's really great that people stay away from those things because it stresses them out a lot. 
Mm-hmm. So absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I think you know you you definitely brought about a good point there, and you have also um, been the creator or the innovator of Oxyblast. You know, like which is like full of flavonoids and superfoods. How uh, did you formulate it? What is it? And for an average listener that's wondering what flavonoids are, um, yeah. how would you explain the product to them? So let's start off with what flavonoids are. Flavonoids are plant metabolites. They're found mostly in fruit peels and, like I said, in plants. Mm-hmm. And they are thought to have numerous health benefits. Like they're good for your skin. They're good for your They're good for your digestion. They're good for hair health as well. They're really good for your body. And just incorporating them into your diet is just a must to have a better better lifestyle. So, um, so to reap the benefits of flavonoids, a lot of people like to peel their vegetables and fruits. And that's, mm-hmm. where, that's where most of the flavonoids are. That's where 30% of the nutrients of the fruit itself is in the peels that they discard. Mm-hmm. Also, there are different parts of the fruits, like, for example, the core of an apple or the, the inside of an orange that might have extra fiber or nutrients. So I wanted to implement those into my product and taking fruits and vegetables and implementing them into a powder, powdery substance. Mm-hmm. And that, that can be something that could be added to smoothies, soups, teas, and you can even add it to non-edible products and mm-hmm. put it on your face, like a face mask. Mm-hmm. And that's how I came up with Oxyblast. Okay. Is it patented or um, where, where can one find it? Um, it's not available in the U.S. right now, and I don't have a patent. It, I have a registered trademark for it. So do you plan to introduce it in the U.S. pretty soon? Maybe. I'm. There's a lot of um, paperwork and approval that we have to carry out. So mm-hmm. I think um, maybe a little bit later we'll be able to put oxy, um, make Oxyblast available in the U.S. But right now it's, in, in, okay. it's found in India only. Okay. okay, good. Your book, you're also an author, and Healthier Habits for a Healthier You, that's the book. And you give smoothie ideas. You're an ambassador for healthy eating via this. And you're, you also talk about your journey. Why don't you just uh, tell the listeners here about it all? So let's talk a little bit about my journey first, because that's the roots of where I, that, where I came from and how all this, mm-hmm. all this knowledge and motivation sparked. So when I was little, I was I had a BMI of 40 which is considered obese and mm-hmm. I had I had a lot of trouble losing weight. I tried whatever diets the doctors gave me and um I would lose weight and then it would come back and then um I would and then I would start to feel discouraged because the weight would keep coming back and I would mm-hmm. start to feel that it wouldn't my weight would never go down I would never get better. Mhm. But then I I stumbled on weight loss smoothies on YouTube. <laughs> the, mm-hmm. the the term weight loss intrigued me. So I I I really enjoyed watching those videos on YouTube. They were just 
giving the smoothie recipes and then stating the facts and benefits of each um, ingredient that they added in the smoothie. Mm -hmm. So um, I decided to give it a try myself. So did your book stem from a love for food and cooking aside from uh, your need to lose weight? Or would you say it was just a sheer case of your health need that prompted you to uh, write the book? So I started to craft my own smoothie recipes. I'm interested in cooking and food myself. My mom actually had an idea. She said, why don't you publish these recipes? Uh And two two years ago, I was going to publish only those recipes. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then we, we were struggling to find a publisher. So our book did not get published in those years. So, um, so when we finally found a publisher, they asked with just Mm -hmm. smoothies, is it going to really be this meaningful? And uh, why don't you implement why, Mm -hmm. why you should have smoothies? Um, and why you like, why you did smoothies, not, Instead of just having smoothies, why not have the story behind it? So that's how I implemented my life story. Mm-hmm. And also, I've been doing research on the gut microbiome and um, how food impacts the gut bacteria and how it how mm-hmm. it impacts the brain in the process. Because um, in a science news magazine mm-hmm. that I read, it said that the health of your gut bacteria was mm-hmm. linked to your chances of developing Parkinson's disease. So I, so then I decided to do, um, so I decided to test different things that we ingested on the gut bacteria itself and see what, what stressed out the gut bacteria. Um, so how were you able to test that? How were you able to test that? What I did was I tested different medicines that we, that many millions of people take, um, worldwide. So they were, um, blood pressure medications and diabetes medications, and I and I tested them on the bacteria itself. So I grew bacteria, and I and I implemented the medicines into their environment. So so that's how I tested. So that's how I did um, the testing. Okay. And I found that the I found that most of the medicines that I tested actually stressed the bacteria and actually did not let the bacteria grow on the plate. So, so I thought with that, it was really important to think about what you put in mm-hmm. your body. So that's the research aspect. I decided to put that in to, mm-hmm. to persuade readers about why, why thinking about what you eat is so important. Mm-hmm. So that's the research aspect. And about your research on E. coli, I mean, like, was that again, part of whatever you were doing, you know, as part of, studying your gut microbiome yes the i i studied the medicines on the e coli Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah i that was the the main research that i did that i did and i'm and i'm still trying to do more um and i think with that i think it was a lot to persuade the readers about thinking thinking about their gut um thinking about their microbiome and just thinking about what they eat and ingest. It's not just food, but medicines, different liquids, things like that, and also what they inhale as well, because that that could end in your respiratory tract mm-hmm. and impact your body even more. So I think um, thinking about what you put in your body is very important, and that's 
again, what I wanted to persuade my readers um, to think about. And then I took my life story Mm -hmm. to say why I turned to smoothies. And then I took my research to persuade um, why they should think about this. And then I added information about how to get on the path to a healthy lifestyle by changing your diet. Mm-hmm. And, and then to, to provide recipes because, um, okay, I know how to, I know how to change my diet, but, but what could I do? What could I substitute out? So instead of a burger, what can I have? Mm-hmm. So smoothie recipes, you could, you could implement smoothies into your diet. So that's why I added the smoothie recipes at the end. And that made a much more meaningful book. Mm-hmm. So, so it, it, it was not just, um, it was not just my own story, but there are also hundreds of other stories like me, even thousands of stories like me where they struggled with their weight, but they, they finally conquered it in the end. Oh, wonderful. And did you feel that, um, even personally, did you feel the change in your gut microbiome when you incorporated these? And did you see like a remarkable change in how you felt energy wise and so on and so forth? Yes, I really, I really felt a huge change in, in my energy, my ability to concentrate as well. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I felt a big change in how I went, how I used the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because, because um, an unhealthy gut microbiome can result in digestive issues. Oh, absolutely. Like con- constipation, diarrhea, things like that. And also medicines have side effects of digestive issues. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, that is kind of how, it's, how I sparked my research. And who motivated you to uh, do all this, Dia? Um, I know um, your personal journey, but was there like a motivating force uh, that kind of helped you and guided you in this path toward your well-being? Yes, definitely. I So without my family and friends to help um to help persuade me to think past just the recipes mm-hmm. and to think about the the meaning behind it really um really taught me to think think about um the outside forces that helped me get to the stage that I um to the to the state that I am today just my my family's support and also my family um, giving feedback on what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. I think really, really helped me to think about the bigger picture instead of staying in one area, seeing what I could do new, what what I could do more to make more of an impact. So I think I really have to give credit to my family and friends. Oh, sure. You are making a huge impact, I should say. And uh, in your book, I see that you write about carbohydrates, fats, proteins, and all of that. And you cover oh, yeah. nuts and superfoods. You even cover daily routines for people to kind of, you know, stay on the path toward, you know, a healthier version of themselves. And also you talk about blender choices and all of that. And you have like 21 smoothie recipes. Is that right? Yes, 21. Okay. Uh, What is the science behind anything you advocate? Is it just based off of your experience alone or... Uh, say even your smoothie combinations and things like that have you kind of uh, 
modeled it after say you know like any particular diet regimen that you kind of came across or is it like say like the indian science of ayurveda or anything like that i mostly i took in um the benefits of each fruit and i fruit and vegetable and superfood and i tried to kind of arrange a template mm-hmm. for each smoothie fruits and vegetables a liquid and maybe some flavoring like vanilla extract or nut butter mm-hmm. and a superfood so i i tried to implement that template into most of my smoothies some of my smoothies are fun smoothies where you can indulge in like indulge in chocolate chocolate and coffee flavors mm-hmm. while still being while still implementing healthy ingredients into the smoothie so that um it's not only based on my experiences but a lot of other experiences um from many other people and the way i found those experiences was you know watching the videos on youtube mm-hmm. so i think after watching a number of videos and watching people make things a certain way um looking at the flavor combinations i th- it kind of clicked in my head what went with what so for example i would generalize um bananas with spices and more um so more heavy and filling smoothies and if you wanted a refreshing smoothie have light um light tropical fruits mm-hmm. so so if you wanted a filling smoothie you could have things like banana and mango which are creamy and heavy you could even use avocado as well mm-hmm. it's um superb for thickness and creaminess mm-hmm. so, i totally agree with you on that we use it all the time I, in our household um so taking in those and taking in the flavor profiles i think after a bit of watching um other people do it taking in um knowledge from the web reading recipes even and even experimenting with things yourself mm-hmm. i think after a while you start to uh, you start to find flavor combinations that click together and really create a masterpiece so i think with experience and research a good mix of both really really um does does quite a good job so okay yeah. and what about uh, any uh, you know fun moments even as you were kind of experimenting with all, all of this and kind of came up with everything or any hiccups that you may have had there you cannot get to a specific place without hiccups it's impossible <laughs> you <laughs> so was there like a, a day when you had probably like a total disaster smoothie also definitely there was there's so many times where okay it's not just with smoothie recipes it's with everything else that i like to cook so desserts and soups there are so many times where i made soups insanely salty oh and <laughs> yeah there are also times where um i used oil instead of butter in cupcakes and instead of having a moist cupcake it would be a brittle biscuit uh-huh <laughs> so I think with those it was it was very frustrating. I got very frustrated with myself and I thought I should quit and things like that, but um it's the failures that make you learn from your mistakes. Mm-hmm. It it makes you learn and without failures you're not you're not going to get to a certain place. You say, "Okay, I've succeeded. 
I'll stay here. Mm-hmm. Failure, failing makes you climb higher. Sure. So, so I think with those, it with with the failures, I think it really made me learn. In even if it made me frustrated in the moment, I'm I'm grateful for the amount of times I failed. Oh, I'm sure. And, and what about yeah. your uh, best smoothie and worst smoothie experience, if you were to uh, name it? And then I know you kind of talk about using your brother as uh you know like the person you would test it on right oh yeah my my family i make them taste everything i say eat this mm-hmm. and um so there are definitely times where um i have i have really good smoothies so there's one time where i made a, a cherry and strawberry yogurt smoothie i think it's in my book and it's it's my mom's absolute favorite she loved it so much my brother loves cherries and milk it's it's an interesting combination but mm-hmm. he loves that and um th- i have a favorite smoothie it's um i took inspiration from a youtuber who did a, the almost the same combination it was watermelon and mango mm-hmm. and i i've never i've never seen that before and i tried it and it was it had a beautiful orange color and it was um it was a mixture of tart and sweet and it it was just amazing i had just a bit of lemon juice and it was beautiful so i i had to incorporate that mm-hmm. so um so with that i think um bad smoothies as well i think it was better getting my brother to taste things because he's incredibly picky mm-hmm. so if i give him a smoothie and he'll say it's bad i'll ask him what's bad about it mm-hmm. well, why doesn't he like it and um then I'll have my mom taste it. She she has a much um she's much less picky about it. So even if I give her something that my brother hates, she'll probably like it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And what was so, your uh, experience with blenders? What was it that you liked the most and what was it that uh, annoyed you the most? Why what prompted oh, you to even talk about blender choices in your book? I've had I've used a number of blenders. Whenever I watch the smoothie videos, I would see two or three blenders that would be really amazing and everybody would advertise them. One of them was the Vitamix. Mm-hmm. I don't have a Vitamix. I have something similar called the Harley Pasternic and um the Vitamix it's incredibly powerful. Um I've seen people just blend frozen fruits alone in that blender mm-hmm. and you know my my blender can't do that. But um I've also seen Jamba Juice Jamba Juice um branches use blend tech mm-hmm. and I, i i've seen that that's an amazing blender because you just you just hit the smoothie option and it'll calculate how much time it needs to blend mm-hmm. and i think that i think that's an amazing feature and um some things that i was that i was kind of irritated with were the weaker blenders first of all i don't they they wouldn't clean mm-hmm. very nicely and also they they would leave chunks of fruit in my smoothie and i hate that mm-hmm. i i really um i want a smooth smoothie mm-hmm. and um just no chunks so okay yeah um, i can imagine what prompted yeah. you to you know write about it and what would you say to someone that says hey why not eat the fruit as such you know why not eat the fruit uh you know say with the peel and that way i get the fiber as well and what do you say to someone yeah. that says 
you know, when you put several fruits in together and try to blend it, probably, you know, that's not how much sugar intake I want to have, though it's natural sugars, right? So yeah, how do you convince someone about this aspect, Dia? Um, so first of all, implementing more smoothies into your diet allows you to get more fruits and vegetables mm-hmm. into your diet. And it's also less less work on the teeth as well because it's liquid and you are still getting the fiber because you're blending up the fruits, but you're not you're not taking any of the fruits out. You're still blending everything. Mm-hmm. So um, you'll still be getting all the fiber and nutrients. And instead of having like cooked spinach or like some cooked cooked vegetables, cooking the vegetables can eliminate some of the some of the nutrients. So if you just blend the vegetables in a smoothie, you'll still be able to to get full benefits mm-hmm. and you can have it like a drink. It's much faster and more efficient. And probably so, on the go, it's easier than, you know, like when definitely. you're short of time. Okay. Back in a moment with our guest on Fresh Leaf Forever. And so what would you say to people uh, as to how they can change their habits and eat healthy? So what would be your biggest messaging on that front? I think the biggest thing is, I think, holding yourself accountable. Mm -hmm. Very well said. Yes, people start a plan, meal plan maybe, but how do you stick to it? Mm -hmm. How, How are you supposed to be like, oh, I wrote a plan, but I don't have any obligation to follow it. So how do you get so how do you get that obligation into your life? Maybe it's the motivation of not getting a disease. Mm-hmm. Like if you're pre if you're predisposed for diabetes, then you have that obligation to stay healthy because you don't want diabetes. But for somebody who wants to stay healthy, maybe they can have um a coach or a professor um maintain their diet, or maybe they can have a friend mm-hmm. who who will Ask them every day, hey, did you do this? Did you do this? I've um, seen many tutorials on SMART goals. Mm-hmm. So they're SMART. Okay, so specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. Mm-hmm. That, that's the acronym. So mm-hmm. you don't want a gen- generic goal. Like, let's just say, let's start eating healthy. Well, how? Let's say I will start eating healthy by incorporating two two fruits and two vegetables every single day. Mm-hmm. That's specific. That is specific mm-hmm. and measurable, measurable over, over how, so how am I going to measure eating healthy? Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, eating two fruits and vegetables every day, that is measurable and attainable. You can definitely, you can definitely achieve that goal and realistic. Mm-hmm. That is very, that is very realistic you don't something that is not realistic if you say i'm going to exercise 5 hours a day that is not realistic it's it's measurable but i'm not sure if it's attainable or realistic and timely um over how long are you going to measure this goal mm-hmm. is it going to be for a week is it going to be for a month um 6 months so um taking those into consideration is really important as well and also with the smart goal, then you hold yourself accountable through a coach or a professor or a friend or family. Mm-hmm. And I think with those together, you could really start um, your your path onto a healthier lifestyle. Oh. And also considering. Uh-huh. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So and also considering 
research and the best things that fit your schedule as well. Let's just say you have you have a very hectic schedule and you have to incorporate two fruits and two vegetables. You what you can do, you can make a smoothie that has two fruits and two vegetables. Let's just say t- um one pear, one orange and some spinach and and some carrots maybe mm-hmm. in your in your smoothie and then you can add milk, protein powder, um chia seeds, flax seeds, whatever you want. And that's your two fruits and vegetables in one drink. And mm-hmm. that's what I wanted to point out with the other question. Instead of having the work to eat those two vegetables, you could just drink it up on the go and it'll be much more easier and a lot more efficient. So um, I think taking taking your um, time to plan things out in a smart goal mm-hmm. and holding yourself accountable and also researching everything and finding something that fits your schedule is is really great for you to start improving your lifestyle. I am very familiar with the smart goal uh, usage yes. uh, by a lot of productivity people. But for you so young to have correlated it to <laughs> diet and lifestyle, that just leaves me, you know, really amazed here. Uh, very well yeah. done, Bia. And your speak server, like we talked about, that being a discord server for physical emotional well-being and support how much has it grown and how far is your reach with that i know you said you needed to propagate it more so more people can yes. be participative and benefit from it i know you started with like two subscribers and now it's like what grown oh, yeah. to 30 or is it more than that we've had a we've had a little bump in the road with people wanting to join and also me want me having the motivation to stay in contact because um the server wasn't being active and it it made me feel a bit discouraged mm-hmm. but friend he wanted me to bring the server back and really amp it up so that more people join and right now we are in the process of adding different bots so we have we have um a shop system where people can buy fun things people can play games and we've also added um a special feature that gives where you can put in specific information like your geographical region and your pronouns and for fun zodiac signs. Mm-hmm. So I think that really makes the server more engaging instead of just talking in the server. It that that way you can engage more and we we are starting to get back into having server parties and events where people can connect and enjoy with games together. and with this new currency and shopping system there can be actual rewards for winners in those games oh, so nice. i think so then it becomes like an all encompassing uh yes. you know stage or point where kids can just or tweens and teens can come one exchange their feelings and get you know like like minded people to help them out or you know you basically you know like give them advice on the benefits of diet lifestyle meditation breathing etc oh, yeah. is that right yes and take taking the more engaging parts of the server people can have fun together instead of just chatting they can have a, they can play games they can um compete with each other and just have that type of and en- that positive energy in there so um taking that we've recently gotten at least 3 or 4 new members and we're at almost 40 members 
So I think that that's really good. So nice. Um, and is it strictly meant yeah. for tweens and teens or is it meant for adults too? Do you plan to expand the scope? I personally make it available to people of all ages and but it's but it's um especially encouraged for teens because of because of all the stress between college and um what's going on with the world social media as well um their school things like that i think it i i would love to encourage teens more to join the server but all people of all ages are welcome okay so, and you very yeah. much you know like uh, uh made me segue into this handling school extracurricular activities and not feel overwhelmed uh, what is your uh, what is your two cents worth on that uh, dia how do people manage it all you think how can one do it all i've read some things where people just say i love to stay busy well not everybody not everybody does want to stay busy so i think one way um of keeping just keeping your head in the game and on and focused on one task at a time is to really consider what what um activity in your life is important at that time mm-hmm. so for example if you have a worksheet that is due let's just say we're we're all in online school mm-hmm. and let's just say you have a worksheet due at midnight and you have you have a club meeting the next day you would want to worry about the worksheet more than the club meeting and keep the club meeting away from your mind and that takes away a whole events worth of stress away from your mind mm-hmm. and you get that thing done and you're f- and you're free to think about anything else so you so you just want to prioritize what is important to think about now and what can be worried about later okay so um on a more larger scale on a more larger time time scale um people who are just starting high school worry about worry about SAT and ACT when that could be worried about 2 years later when they're starting 11th grade mm-hmm. you can start thinking about it but you don't have to cloud your mind over it you don't have to fall head over heels um over over those things because they're not coming to you right now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're late they're they're later so you worry about them later so, so focus on whatever thing. is uh, happening right now and focus on the present yes. i guess is that um, advice stemming from your being very focused on meditation and breathing and mm-hmm. uh, you know like so you probably have realized immensely the benefits of staying in the moment is that what it is and um what is the recipe for anyone to stay disciplined and stick to say their routine of breathing and meditation i think first recognizing the importance of breathing and meditation so why why should they do it in the first place mm-hmm. how will it help, how will it help them and has it worked for other people and it has worked for many people mm-hmm. um they can easily research these all these different um benefits from meditation a state of calm less anxiety and stress which is which is very important in terms of your performance your your emotional health and also your physical health mm-hmm. so i think first recognizing the importance is is a good place to start and then finding a, even if it's for 5 to 10 minutes mm-hmm. it's it's great 
to find a slot in your lifestyle, in, in your in your schedule every single day to do meditation. Preferably maybe in the morning mm -hmm. before you go to work. Just sit on your bed and and listen to a guided medi get guided meditation video on YouTube. Mm -hmm. There there are numerous short five minute videos that um that guide you through a meditation experience. So mm -hmm. just taking just even five minutes it um would really help your energy and your mind. Then finding a schedule, like finding a place in your schedule, is the second step. And then finally sticking to that schedule is very important. So if something comes up, you could push the meditation back to later in the day, or you could do a longer meditation over the weekend. Mm -hmm. So I, um, so having, so having doing that is really important as well. So again, having those right, measurable yeah. goals, you know, like whatever yes. attainable and measurable, you know, that's, that's probably, you know, at least plan on doing it like four times a week out of out of the seven, you know, like maybe yeah. plan on longer stints or like plan on two shorter stints for like five, five days out of seven in the week, you know, like even if something were yeah. to, you know, there has to be some give, right? Uh, what would be your advice to young innovators like you? You have come up with Oxyblast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what would be your advice for them to be successful and for those that may not even realize that they have some ideas that they can bring to the forefront, right? Um, yes. Some people may not even realize that they have it in them. They may just be so subdued and skeptical and they may not have enough guidance or the infrastructure around them, a support system like you and I have uh, had. and you know, like for which we need to be extremely thankful for, what would be your advice to those kind of young innovators for them to be successful? So first, I think, would be really believing in their why. Mm -hmm. Why Why are they doing this? Um, why does this interest them? Um, what is What is your story behind it? So believing in your cause, what are, what are you looking to change in society with this with this goal? What are you, what are you looking to change about yourself as well? Because you, you want to learn from your own experiences as well mm -hmm. as others. So just considering those questions, why am I doing this? How will it help society? Um, what is my story behind it? Think about those and nobody will be able to take that away from you. They cannot pick at you and say that didn't happen because you know it happened and that is that's your goal nobody can take your goal away mm -hmm. from you mm -hmm. and i think um in so if you don't really have a support group one thing you can you can probably do is reach out to people who have done similar things like you have or who have had their own stories of innovation you can make a search online. You can write to them. You can email them. Just reaching out and seeking advice and support, and maybe even um, maybe even like a Zoom meeting mm -hmm. or a contact that would be very beneficial for okay. people who don't have a direct support group. Just reaching out to someone who can support you. Oh, that's great. Uh, you are a violinist, you're a classical vocalist. Mm -hmm. I just heard you sing and I'm just 
I was just in awe and you just have <laughs> such you. a talent and gift and uh, keep doing what you're doing. Um, what is the role of music you think in healing anyone? How did it help you? Did you feel like an extra special sense of calm when you did it? I really found it a place to really have fun because I would um in in the um field that I um that I trained in which was Indian classical music there were there were times where you could take what you learned and improvise and make your own combinations mm -hmm. so I really I really had fun with that it was a way to it was really it was a way to mess around and have fun which um which um invokes happiness and um relaxation just joyfulness mm -hmm. so I think that's that's one way music um really helped me and also listening to music i realized that i could that you could find the beat in everything find the rhythm and um it also triggers specific emotions mm -hmm. based on the type of music you're listening to so for example if you listen to some calm so some calm music it relaxes your mind it it makes you hone in on the lyrics and really think about it deeply and if you listen to uplifting music then you'll feel you'll probably feel um an adrenaline rush or you'll probably feel you'll feel like you're on top of the world so mm -hmm. just li listening to those types of music can help you um can invoke certain emo certain emotions um in your in your mind and also um through my experience i was just in washington and so i i was with my uncle and aunt so from the view from their house it was breathtaking there was there were trees and plants and just and it was and it was slightly windy outside and mm -hmm. in phoenix phoenix it's very warm here right now so i really i really wanted to take advantage of the weather and the view so what i did every day in the at night when it was when it was dark and um breezy i would go outside put in, put on my earphones and listen to calming music while walking around mm -hmm. in the in the backyard so it um and that really it really calmed me down it made me feel this type of serenity and i just kept going for more and i think uh, that that's how my mental health was impacted it made me more calm and it made me want to live more in the moment oh absolutely worrying, up, worrying I, about the future uh-huh i think very well said what about your outlook for the future dia uh, what would you like to see accomplished and would you like to be considered or looked up to as a renowned gastronomist or what is it that you want to become at first since i really i love cooking and i love baking and food I just wanted to become an ordinary cook, just cooking food. Mm -hmm. But then but then when um, my family and friends encouraged me to think about the bigger picture, I started to think about what more I could do with food. And taking my research on the gut microbiome so far, I could test the different I could test different diets and different foods on these on different parts of your body, the gut and how it affects the brain. Mm -hmm. So with that I invented I'm not sure if it's been invented already but I I came up with the term culinary neurologist. Mm -hmm. Um as a neurologist I wanted to study the brain along with 
food um, with food that we eat. So the impact of different foods on the brain, what hormones are released, what hormones are repressed, and what are the effects of these hormones on our body and these foods on the gut microbiome? How do they? How do the? Um, how does the microbiome affect our brain after eating those foods? Mm-hmm. So. I wanted to look more into that as, from the neurologist part. And then taking my research, I wanted to take the foods from my research and implement them into a restaurant. Oh, absolutely. I think I'm I'm going to look for your name to make the headlines mm-hmm. on that. And good luck with that. <laughs> and what about um, your uh, vision for youth that have ideas? Like we talked about, you know, how one can come out with their ideas, right? You know, they may be skeptical. Yes. They may just not even realize that they can also do something like how you are doing. And actually, that's the intent behind me interviewing people like you, because I just want an inspiration, a motivation for other uh, youngsters like you to be able to succeed. So how can we foster a scenario for you to bring their best self out? What what do you think is the role of adults, society, say peer level, you know, like your age group people? How can we make that happen, Dia? Um, Teens are often underestimated. They're their abilities are underestimated. People think, oh, they're just teens. Um, they're, I've, I've heard this many times. Oh, their hormones are imbalanced. That's why they're feeling this way. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've heard that, believe it or not. But I think taking what teens say, they, they really want to be heard, even though um, they're, they're having major changes in their lifetime, in their lifestyle. Um, I think teens want to be heard. And I think as a society, we can give them that mm-hmm. we can listen to them. And um, I think what parents can do is just give them a bit of independence in what they want to do. If somebody wants to start a company, you can say, okay, you can do this. What you can listen to them, what, ask them what they want to do, um, why they want to do it, things like that and help them and help them in the process and support them and also give them a bit of freedom because um, once they run free, I think teens will be able to come up with amazing ideas Mm -hmm. instead of just keeping it, keeping it pocket inside their heart. So I think building a supportive, um, non-judgmental and open-minded society is really great for teens to get themselves out there in the world. So great stuff there. Um, any other uh, things you would like for listeners to uh, go with as takeaways from the show and um, whatever contact info and about your book that you want to share as to where people can look for it and stuff? Okay, sure. So one thing that I would really love to say is don't think that just be- so I, I often struggled with this myself, but when somebody does something better than you or when they do more than what you have done already don't beat yourself up don't don't think you're below them because you haven't done as much as them mm-hmm. just you instead of being jealous and um feeling sorry about yourself you can see how you can grow and how you can learn from them instead of making them competition you can make them your role model and your um your example 
and make it a make it a positive example, not a negative example. And another thing is you like I said earlier, you when you want to go forward with um, an innovation or an idea, you want to believe um, that your work is honest. You want to believe that this what you're doing is actually what you want to do. Um, that what you do, you're very passionate about it. If you're not passionate about mm-hmm. it, then then why keep doing it? You're not you're not loving it, and you're not going to find enjoyment of it. And if you don't enjoy it, then others won't enjoy you either. So mm-hmm. finding passion, um, so finding your passion, um, so experimenting things. What what do you enjoy? What are you interested in? Finding that passion first. And then believing in your story and yourself and your abilities, that's, that's a really great way to start. And then, um, so believing your work is honest. Um, Mm -hmm. you, you have to believe that what you're doing is impactful. What you're doing is your idea. You're not copying anybody. So that way you can really be proud of your own idea and you can represent it with pride. So. With that, um, it's really great um, when you want to start an innovation or idea. So just follow those awesome. things, and you'll you'll start getting the right path. There will be some bumps, okay. bumps, and there will be bumps in the road, but um, you just have to keep picking yourself up because um, not you should don't let anything hold you back from your dream. <laughs> it's cliche. Oh, great! But, yeah. And you are a rising sophomore in high school, correct? In Arizona. I, I'm actually a rising junior now. So junior. Yeah. Okay. Okay. For a rising junior to offer this much wisdom, I mm-hmm. think is phenomenal. And uh, definitely, you know, you can feel very proud about that. And what about uh, healthier habits for a healthier you? Can people find the book on Amazon or what yeah. are the sources? And would you like to uh, put out your website or any contact info oh, here yeah. for listeners to just check out more of what you do? Sure. So yes, my book can be found on Amazon and you can order a hard, hard copy paperback. Um, and you can also order the Kindle version online. So just search, you can search my name DNF on, mm-hmm. on Amazon, or you can search up the book name and you'll find it. And then as for contact information, I have my website, diazworld.com. Uh, had so much fun chatting with you today, yes. uh, Dia, and wish you the very best. Thank and, you for having uh, me. Li- yeah, thank you. Thanks for being on the show. And uh, listeners, as always, please send me your feedback and uh, follow me on Instagram at YPKumar for all things digital media and lifestyle. Look forward to uh, connecting with yet another guest on uh, this podcast next week on yet another topic, which is of great interest and benefit to all of us uh, in our daily lifestyle. See you back again next week. Until then, it's why saying so long. Bye.